Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Joanne Rowling. Oh, we have a special <laughs> guest today. Yes, you're so famous. Can you answer things? I cannot. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Jordan Greening. So thank you, Jordan. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Guys, today we are discussing chapter seven of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I just realized I didn't put that in there, so I, it just says Harry don't, Potter. Don't worry. I remember the book. <laughs> I almost choked on my coffee. Well, don't. That would be sad. No. Bagman and Crouch. Yes, that is the chapter title, Bagman and Crouch. So make sure you have read the chapter and you're ready to, um, I don't know, cannonball into the details. Can we, like, cannonball? I mean, yeah, into the details, but, like, also into, like, a giant thing, like, hot fudge or something. Yeah, Ooh, so hot cocoa. detailed yeah. chocolate something. <laughs> Melted chocolate of some sort. Yeah. Of some viscosity. Your choice. Would that be Expedition Roasters coffee? Hey. Hey. We are currently drinking that right now. It's so good. What is this? Hufflepuff? Yes. Well, it's the big hearted. What is it called? Big hearted something. Big hearted BA coffee. I don't know. Big hearted (laughs) Katie Peter's cup. Is it? Who does? Yours is not caramel. Big hearted butterscotch. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. 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 Um, I made some this morning, so this is technically like, I mean, I made like a half a pot, so I've had like a pot. Lots of coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess it's time for the, uh, weekly profit from you, old green. It is. So, oh gosh, I'm all messed up with my mices and my keyboards. And- <laughs> my mices? Mices? I knew you were going to say that. My hands went so fast. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that it would be cool to talk about something a little bit different that is not necessarily Harry Potter related, but Uh, has to do... Decline post. Has to do (laughs) with an actress from the series. (gasps) I know who it is. So Ivana Lynch is launching a new... For anyone who doesn't know who that is. Luna Lovegood. She is launching a new beauty box called Kinder Beauty Box, and it is like all ethical beauty products. Is it only for kindergartners? No, no. it's just <laughs> called Kinder Beauty. 
Um, but it is like. Does it the, come with Kinder bars? It's vegan. Okay. <laughs> what is it have anything to do with being? I'm assuming you're talking about the chocolate. That's what I yeah, said. I was yeah. She was ignoring her. me. Rude to ignore your wife. Well, they don't go on dates, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on a coffee date tomorrow. Oh, that's cute. Mm hmm. So he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> about time. Oh she hasn't gone on a date since last year. Am I right? <laughs> what, like 11 days ago? <laughs> the door's right there. <laughs> Megan, would Proceed. you like to continue, babe? Yeah. Okay. So it's her like little tagline for it is ethical beauty curated with kindness. I like um, it. It is ethically sourced and packaged, 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty, beauty products curated with kindness and delivered to your door each month. Because yeah. it's kindness, is it a kinder beauty box or is it kinder? Oh, it's probably kinder. Uh, I just thought of it. <laughs> it's Welcome to the world. definitely kinder. <laughs> kinder. I like it. So it's, it's um, launched by Ivana and her friend Daniela Monet. Daniela. They are. They worked together to come up with like all the products and everything. She put a post on Instagram the other day that was <laughs> talking about how she had... Um, been testing all of these products and she was moving, I guess. And <clears throat> her dad was helping her move and he found these boxes of just like beauty products that were just sample size. And he's like, what is all this? She's like, oh, it's for my, it's for my box. It's like all vegan stuff. And he was just like, some of your projects are a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, um, Luna. But also, so you're... Uh, Kinder. I keep wanting to say Kinder. Your Kinder beauty box will contain three full-size beauty products and a number of sample-sized items um, compassionately curated by Daniela and Ivana. They are all guaranteed to be 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and a portion of all sales will go towards benefiting our favorite animal rights and environmental causes. Can you buy, like, if you like the little samples, full-size products of these? Probably. You can do one-month plan, three-month plan, or 12-month plan. And the first boxes are shipping in January. Um, and they've been reviewed already by Allure, Pop Sugar, and Bustle. So that's pretty cool. And I don't know if they have anywhere on their website for full-size products. Maybe they will eventually mm-hmm. because, like, one hasn't really come out yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing that you'd get kind of similar to, like, other box subscriptions. You're probably going to get, like, something in there that tells you, like, where, where you can go to buy yeah, those products. where the product is from. Yeah. Because it's so probably like, cool. um, what, what are there's like another, because like Ipsy does a makeup one. Um, there's also another one that I used to be subscribed to, but I'm like, I'm not going to use half the stuff that comes. So it was a waste of money for me. I'm but not, I think that's really cool. Yeah. But it's not vegan. That's neat. <laughs> She's super like active in the vegan community yeah. though. She has a podcast all about being vegan. I was just going to ask, what's it called? It's something cute. I can't remember. Kinder vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Kinder be vegan. Kinder, yes. It's vegan. <laughs> Vitamin vegetables. I do know when she was on Dancing with the Stars, um, all of her shoes were also vegan. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I I'm assuming they do like leather, leather. shoes, like yeah. at least some part of it, but hers were completely vegan. I love that she's like wholeheartedly oh. just <laughs> loves her passions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100% committed. Her podcast is called The Chick Peeps. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's really I enjoy cute. a good chick peep. Well, pee. I don't like peeps. Should oh, I, I don't like peeps. They're okay. Chickpeas, yes. Peeps, no. Peas are okay. I mean, peeps are okay. Peas are okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. uh, Tis all. 
Yeah. Think so. All right. Rah, 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 recap. I better set my coffee down. <laughs> All right. So last time, Mr. Weasley led the troops out bright and early on a very long walk up Stotestead Hill because they needed to catch a port key to go to the Quidditch World Cup. So as Sarah said, they were diggering around trying to find it. And uh, Amos and Cedric took the same one. So we had the pleasure of being reintroduced to one of the great, not quite late yet, <laughs> Hufflepuffs. Dude, Potted Potter. Oh, yeah. Let's oh. talk about this for a second. First of all, let me just tell you, I'm a big skeptic when it came to that. I thought, if I'm being a thousand percent honest, I'm like, this is a really dumb premise. I'm going to hate it. I thought I wasn't going to like it. Um, what? I thought I wasn't going to like oh, it. I thought I was going to love it. See? And I did. And like our <laughs> tickets were like pricey. They were at a new place. That was built um, at Crocker, which is right by our house. So I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure we're sitting on folding chairs. This thing is going to be like not worth the amount of money we paid for the tickets because we had great seats. But did we? I mean, they were yeah, okay. because you know everything what? is just had too close together. I'm a small had, person, and I had like no room. Oh well, no, that's oh, that's no, that's fine. But like, being if the close seats to were better and where we were sitting though. It if they were a little great. further apart, <laughs> yeah. yes. But I liked where we were sitting. Had we been sitting in the very, very, very front row, we would have had to participate, and I'm not into that. <laughs> oh, I would have I would The girl liked right it. in front of he was, like, talking to her about Quidditch. No, I know. It. I'm like, I almost thought it was me for a second. I totally would have went up there. But. I would have gone up there. Like, no. with, oh, my gosh, it was awesome when we saw Puffs well, and they interacted with the audience. Yeah, then I didn't I didn't get anything. I didn't get a tissue. I, I got a high tissue. five. I didn't oh, get I a Rolo. I got a high five. Um, but I, I wasn't there. <laughs> Potted Potter was <laughs> hilarious, and it might have just been we had two great guys that did it. Yeah, um, for real. and I think that's something that with a lot of things because it's it, it is improvish a little bit. So I think with those things, you really need people one that work well together, yeah, and then work well with the crowd. Um, and they did; they were great. So I think that we all had. I mean, I was laughing from start to finish. I was mm-hmm. crying yeah. at she was one point. choking, crying. Yeah, so, I mean, I couldn't so handle funny. it. The reason why I bring it up, you guys, is because of the whole <laughs> not quite late yet Hufflepuff. Because there was like, it's like a whole like joke about the set and it's not correct. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for people, but um, one of them is like a coffin and it says like, what does it say? R.I.P. 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 And he goes in there to get something, and he's like, thanks, Cedric. And there's, like, a pause in the audience. <laughs> I look at Sarah, and we're like, <gasps> we start laughing yeah. so hard. Yeah, He made was... so many Cedric jokes. Did oh you guys gosh. notice what I wrote for last, like, this will be last week's episode? Mm-hmm. I was like, Sarah says, sorry, Cedric. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I, like, kind of felt bad. You should. He's a fictional character that is now character? longer with. He's I now? was hoping you would pass it by. <laughs> and you know you we don't. I talked all day today. I will say uh, that what I liked about Potter Potter was you could tell when it was an improv part, but in the best way. I the love one guy the kept like starting can, to lose it. Yeah, like, but like that made it the even better. are laughing. Yeah. Because like, that also yeah. happened at Puffs. Like you, they were just losing it. Oh, my, oh my God, God. With the scene with the yes. footage. Oh, my God. It's the best part. And like they're trying to hide that they're like laughing. Um, but it was it was really good. I, I would go see it again. Oh, yeah. But I'd be mm-hmm. like fearful again that it wouldn't be if I didn't get those. Because you're going to be. Guys. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be different no matter who you get. Yeah. But it's really it genuinely is really good. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's touring all over the place. So if yeah. it's if it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Check so, it out. So go see it because it we enjoyed it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, go see it if it's anywhere near you or when it does come near you. Also, this is not sponsored, but if Potted Potter wants to sponsor <laughs> us. And whoever played uh, the one guy at our show needs to call Sarah up and marry her. That was the Jesse guy, because the one guy's name James. Was and James also, Percy. they were Team Rocket, and I, I didn't have a chance to, to talk to you about it. I was expecting I'm them to say it. And, and they were like, I'm Jesse, I'm James. I and I was like, Team Rocket's blasting off at the speed of light. Surrender <laughs> now or prepare to fight. Yeah, I was definitely Meowth, that's expecting right them to make that joke and they never did and that did just missed me a little it bit. and let me it's tell the worst you, part of the show you can tell that i don't do pokemon because i was like i don't do pokemon well, this is, like this is literally i'm like wait did they say something about being team and it didn't make the connection at all you're gonna be okay but yeah the one guy was very funny like i the whole time i'm like he and i have similar humor if that was really how he is like a normal life. i'm sure it is but it was we had a good time because his his uh improv stuff was you yeah, <laughs> yeah. even like and it's funny because how long have they been doing this 10 years long time it's a, yeah it's a long so running show and you know obviously that they like update things because they like they, they even did made comments of about like crimes current, well crimes of grand well, current political things yep. so it was yeah. so funny it was good um because he even said something about Nagini, like going back yes, to the circus. Go to the circus. So yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, go back to the circus. <laughs> so we, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we met up some, with some listeners. We did. Mm-hmm. Y'all were great. Yeah, we um, got we had a fun time. and then we went to the play. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Before we move on, Bev in the chat says, my friend is the stage manager for Potter Potter when they tour Canada. Hey, that's, that's pretty awesome. awesome. That's pretty cool. If you want to um, put a, a good word in <laughs> for us <laughs> so they yeah, can sponsor us. <laughs> well, and then, so I was reading because it's like Potter Potter, the unofficial right. yeah. whatever. But like but at the they bottom. They definitely have. They, Lumos is like a sponsor yeah. for them. I'm like, so technically I'm like, you're authorized. Right. Like, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. Otherwise charity. they probably wouldn't be able to say Potter. Yeah. Guaranteed. Agreed. And I think that they don't, um, they, they don't say authorized because I think then some people might be like, oh, what I'm watching could be canon or something like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Child, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Well, that, they gave yeah. a, they gave a thing in the beginning. Didn't they say this is not something about canon? I think so. I think they did. I'm well, not 100 percent though, but it was it was a good time. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. No, it was a great time. I loved um, it. It was great. Yeah. All right, so I'll get on with the summary. Yeah. Katie, did you finish your recap? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I That's led I into uh, Potter Potter. Yeah. <laughs> you did. My words we caused <laughs> an inspiration in your guys' brains. <laughs> we are going to see puffs again when we're in New York. Yes. I have a question for all of you. I have an answer for you, possibly. Dewey Bagman and Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> and how? Do you guys get it? No. Do Dewey that? Cheatham and how? Yeah. The lawyers. A, the lawyer, the firm is Dewey Cheatham and how? Oh. <laughs> Dewey Bagman Dewey and Dewey Cheatham and how? Dewey Cheatham and how? But, so, but where is that from? It's just it's, a joke. It's, it's in Gilmore joke. Girls. It's also uh, in Friends. Luke says it. Got two it. Chandler's boss says it in Two friend. shows I've never watched. Someone's enjoying that joke, <laughs> even though we didn't get it. So. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. Dewey Crouch. Do we bag him and crouch? <laughs> they bag a man and they crouch because they're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so too much coffee. They've reached the campground. Da, 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 da. They're making s'mores. Just kidding. They don't know what that is. And after a little <laughs> confusion, they reach their tents. It's an interesting sight, but um, get it because it's a campsite. <laughs> All so of good. these wizards together, showing off and such. <laughs> the trio meet up with old friends, and they get to see the different sides that are decorated for their teams. Um, Hermione helps Mister Weasley get lit. 
Oh my George bet that Ireland will win, but Crumb will catch the snitch. And uh, Irish them luck. (laughs) They purchased some souvenirs, and it's now time for the game to begin. And then I said, Go Irish! Woo, woo, woo! Woo, woo! Okay. It's my team, man. This is how I picture Sarah doing her notes. <laughs> I like that we Irish them luck. That was good. That was good. I did laugh. I just picture you just doing these things and just giggling to yourself. Is that I mean, am I right? I giggle to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she'll text me and be like, I said a really funny joke to myself and no one heard it. And I laughed really loud. <laughs> It's true. It's usually while you're cooking. So Harry had to disentangle himself from Ron as they landed in a misty moor. And I wanted to know exactly what that was because I was like, a moor? Hmm? I want to know more about a moor. So it's a tract of open, peaty wasteland, often overgrown with heath, common in high latitudes and altitudes where drainage is poor. And I said, what's a heath? It's a tract of land preserved for game. And I said, kind of like, it also said, a shrubbery. (laughs) A shrubbery. (laughs) Can I just point out, peat smells amazing. Yes. That's all over Ireland, right? So good. Cool. It's green. Is it in the Highlands, too, in Scotland? I've never been there, so I don't know. But you always say you're like... It's like the same as Ireland. I have never said that. I said they probably you look the same. Actually did say that. Eddie in the chat She's says lying. that he's from a section of moors in the UK and it's either beautiful or bleak depending on the day. Cool. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. So now we know more about moors. <laughs> Two grumpy wizards greeted them. One with a large gold watch and the other with a roll of parchment and a quill. Both inexpertly dressed as muggles. I love this. One in a tweed suit with a thigh-length galoshes. Oh, my gosh. And the other in a kilt and a poncho. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I feel it. like that's something you would find, like, in Fashion Week. Yeah. But am I right or am I right? I don't know. Someone You're not on, wrong. Someone on a runway in New York City would wear that. <laughs> someone draws a picture. Oh, yeah. Please. That would be great of those two wizards. I have yet to see Dobby shampooing Lucius's hair so I need that first Dude, and I, then I need I don't this know. picture you don't need that first because I need Dumbledore on a beach because no one gave me that yes, Bez did. Bez did. Bez did. she even put a swish and flick blanket there no a Florence towel she drew a it Florence towel. she drew it yeah. oh well, it was photoshopped but it was but no, it's still be- good no. no 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 Bev <laughs> I need it hand drawn I, I want to point out that Eddie sure. does say that Scotland has peat mm. and it sometimes is used as fuel Whoa, that's super cool that's it cool. smells so good thank you Eddie Drawn with your hands, yes. Yes, with your hands. No, do it with your mouth. Mr. Weasley handed over the boot that they used as a port key, and the other port keys that people used were also laying there. They had an old newspaper, an empty drink can. I said, perhaps an adult beverage? Perhaps. Maybe. And a punctured football. And I said, okay, so the football. Is this a (laughs) soccer ball or an American football? Riddle me this. Riddle will tell you. It's probably an actual soccer ball. Because they, if it's football, it's an American football. Because they play it with their feet. Yes, but it's an American book. She it's did, not an American book. But she did other things. She changed philosopher. Mm. That's, I think, the only thing she really No, changed. she did change, like, she jumper to sweater, and she changed some of the food that they eat at the tables. 
But let's let's be a thousand percent honest. If a kid's going to read football, they're going to think of some type of ball, whether so it be the American football it. or a soccer ball. Either way, the thing's deflated and it's just transporting them somewhere. Okay, it's not for play. What is it? American football or soccer ball? <laughs> soccer, soccer, soccer. I just said that roll out. Soccer ball. American football. I'm going against the grain. That's because you think you're an American. Y'all stink. Okay. Black forest. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. They land in this area, which is where everybody is landing that come by Port Key. So they're like, hey, you better get out of the way. We've got a big party coming in from the Black Forest at 515. Hello. Is that in Germany? Well, I I looked it up. And (laughs) the Black Forest is um a large frosted for, nope not frosted this is not icing forested mountain range in the state of baden something i can't pronounce in southwest germany so yes cool Woo-hoo. do you think they have black truffles there it. so they get out of the way right <laughs> and the party splits from the diggeries and they say dig you later no <laughs> not they start to walk towards their campsite and a man named mr roberts is there Mr. Roberts. So after about a 20 minute walk, which would be about a mile, because <laughs> I looked that up, I did a Sarah again. Do you like this? Yeah. Thank you. So 20 minute walk, which would have been about a mile. So it's 1.609344 meters. <laughs> I would have just rounded up to 1.61. I like I the full number. So tell me, how many, how many Danny DeVitos is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we need to know. I just licked my mic on accident. I don't know. I don't know. So after their mini Danny DeVitoed walk, there was a small, <laughs> a small stone cottage, and beyond it, Harry could, it says, "quote Harry could just make out the ghostly shapes of hundreds and hundreds of tents." That's crazy. And I really liked that because I felt like I could see that the ghostly shapes. I like the way that yeah. she described that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good writing there, Obviously. Mr. Mr. Roberts was the only muggle around, and so I assumed that he was the owner of the site. Um, Or even just, like, the caretaker of it, like the manager. Maybe, but I kind of figure, like, this is his, he lives there, he works there, it's all his, I kind of figure. I don't think he has anybody else working for him, but that's just me. Anyways, so we get into some muggle money issues. This part makes me laugh. (laughs) Help me, Harry. He muttered, <laughs> pulling a roll of muggle money from his pocket and starting to peel the notes apart. This one's a, a, a 10? Ah, yes, I see the little number on it now. <laughs> so this is a 5? A 20. Harry corrected him in an undertone, uncomfortably aware of Mr. Roberts, trying to catch every word. Ah, yes, so it is. I don't know. These little bits of paper. You foreign, said Mr. Roberts. As Mr. Weasley returned with the correct notes. Foreign, Mr. Weasley repeated, puzzled. You're not the first one who's had trouble with money, said Mr. Roberts, scrutinizing Mr. Weasley closely. I had two try to pay me with great gold coins the size of hubcaps ten minutes ago. Did you really, said Mr. Weasley nervously. Also gold. Twenty. (laughs) Thank you, ma'am. I'm thinking, like, (laughs) hubcaps are pretty big, aren't they? Correct. So that's how big their money is? It would appear so. I don't know. Is he just like being, is he just like exaggerating? Cause like he's, he might be exaggerating. You know? yeah, he might but just they be do like, have oh my coins God. too. It's not like he's never seen a coin. But here's the life. thing. Maybe they're the biggest coins he's ever seen. So he's like, oh, they're size of hubcaps. You know, like something well, like, sure this is the size of Texas. <clears throat> I don't know. 
It just is interesting. Yeah. Now I'm picturing people like carrying a plate size. <laughs> like Mr. <laughs> like Mr. Krabs' first dime. They're throwing about like Frisbees. <laughs> <laughs> or like even like what's the, like a, a half dollar. That's pretty decent. So I wonder if it's even bigger than that. I don't know. Possible. Interesting. All right. Um, I agree. Like how could he not read the number 20? Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't After know. Just but home. here's here's my thing. Like, I don't know the whole you're not going to school until you're 11 thing. Like, are you learning at home? We don't know. normal things like how to write because you have to learn how to write. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks to our listeners, we found out how many days <laughs> it takes to make a mile, <laughs> and Meg mouths to me. That's a lot of Danny DeVitos. God. I'm so sorry for ever starting this. How many Danny DeVitos? 1,095. All right. You got yeah, it. It's also, like, it's not an even number, so there's some residual there's some Danny DeVitos. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Oh, God. That was rounded up. I like what Eddie says. He says he thinks he's overwhelmed with excitement, so he forgets to use his brain. Maybe. Uh, yes. Maybe, yeah. Which we'll see later in the chapter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's actually 1,094.789111565, Danny DeVitos. Thanks, Vinny. All right. We got to get back to this. Oh, my oh God. God. Then Mr. Roberts gets a little too hip to what's going on. His site has never been that crowded before. Hundreds of pre-bookings when people usually just turn up and Mr. Weasley is just playing it off like, oh, yeah, who cares? And then he goes into the weirdo talk. And it's not very nice. Um, I don't know. When you guys read this, he just talks about how people from all over, loads of foreigners, and not just foreigners, weirdos, you know, there's a bloke walking around in a kilt and a poncho. Mr. Weasley's like, well, shouldn't he? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But... I just didn't think it was very nice. And he said, it's like there's some sort of rally going on. Mm. And I said, oh, it's kind of like foreshadowing, though, isn't mm. it? There, yeah. yeah. There is like a rally going on. And I won't read what I wrote. But anyways. <laughs> it includes a swear. It does. And so here pops in a ministry worker to memorize you. Did did they apparate in? Yeah, yeah. Right now, that's oh dumb. So Sorry. make I an wonder, extra work for yourself. I wonder if they put well, like, like a, they don't care, like which a, is so yeah. rude. Some kind of charm or some kind of spell on him that just like alerts them. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh you maybe. Mean, like, so they know when arrived. they need to come. Or he's like <clears throat> getting like the things that getting he's saying, wise. getting wise to everything. Mm. Yeah, that's so messed up. Well, I think that they should have just like somehow modified his away. memory once to make him not even come to work and then they could like use the space. Well, why just, couldn't like, they drop done, money off at your door? Um, yeah. When they like in the fifth book, when they send the Dursleys, they pretend that they win something. Why couldn't they have done something like that where they like told him he gets a vacation or something or you know what I mean? They done. So he's not even there. So did they want to make sure that he got payment? Is that why he's still there? I guess maybe. I mean, you still could have set up a system where he still got paid, but you didn't have to addle his brains, which I mean, honestly, we talked about what's her face. But yeah, so there's some stuff we got to talk about. So a tired looking man with a with a blue 
chin and with stubble. Blue chin with stubble. Oh my gosh, my words. <laughs> and purple bags under his eyes. He's a ministry worker and he's in plus fours. And I was like, what's that? Baggy knickers reaching below the knee worn especially by men for playing golf. Oh God, those pants. I Googled oh. it and I circled it and I said golf pants. And then I put knickerbockers. Glory. Hey, knickerbocker bockety bock. I like the way that you bop. I think it's bobbity bop, but whatever. <laughs> so this guy apparates and he uses Obliviate to modify the memory. And I said, ethical? No. Are his brains addled from being modified so much? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Because it said he needs a memory charm 10 times a day to keep him happy. I said, for how many days? Because this has been going on for a long time. Well, we know the love goods have been there for at least two weeks. And I said, sheesh, yeah. which was the best and nicest word I could come up with. I don't agree with this at all. It's not nice. I mean, I can understand why people don't like wizards when they do stuff like this. If I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, that's well, just yeah. Wrong, right? I mean, that's like, I, I don't know. Bev suggests that they could have just told him that it was a music festival because some people do wear weird stuff at those. True. It's wizard stock. Oh, well, and they have tons of festivals over there. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I just don't, I don't like it at all. But... Then this ministry worker starts bashing Ludo Bagman, says he's not helping, and he's been talking about bludgers and quaffles at the top of his voice. So Bagman's definitely not helping the situation. I don't know. I don't know about Mr. Bagman. He's an interesting dude. Yeah. Ginny also questions Ludo. She's like, Mr. Bagman is the head of Magical Games and Sports, and he's always been lax about security. So I said, why is he in charge of the major event and was it his fault yes that all the mm. death eaters got in Possibly. certainly don't think he stopped it at all i think that he got where he got because of like who he is yep. yes yep. and i think that he was more worried about having fun and making sure he had a good time than anything else and yeah. now like he didn't want anyone to like clearly i mean he's talking about quidditch stuff around muggles these muggles are now having to have their memory modified i like that you're like yelling at me i didn't do it you're you're across the table (laughs) you're you're there for my sight and i just i just want to call him a not nice name but i can't say it on the podcast so sorry but let's get into a little bit of Mr. Ludabagman. He played Quidditch for England himself and was a beater for the Wimborne Wasps. That's not very nice. You shouldn't be a beater. Right. His name is Ludovic or Ludo Bagman, a celebrated beater, like I said, and that was around 1980. When his Quidditch days were over, he joined the Department of Magical Games and Sports and eventually, about around 1993, became its head. And this is all from the Harry Potter lexicon. He served in that capacity until he was somewhat had an informal departure from the ministry in late June of 1995 under a cloud of gambling allegations. (laughs) Does he need Gamblers Anonymous? I think so. Foreshadowing. At the height of of his Quidditch career, Ludo was accused of passing information to Augustus Rookwood. (gasps) I have to say, I completely forgot about this until the reread. (gasps) An old friend of Ludo's father as part of Rookwood's intelligence network. At his trial, Ludo admitted to passing the information, but claimed that he didn't realize that Rookwood was actually working for Voldemort. 
Mad-Eye Moody, for one, had no trouble believing Ludo had been foolish rather than deliberately treacherous, saying he'd always been, quote, dim. What I a, agree with Moody. What a bag of a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. It's hilarious. But yeah, I agree. You, you're not that far in the book yet, are you? No. no, because there's like they read a skeeter. It's like I'm reading it for the first time. <laughs> no, but read a skeeter. Read a skeeter is like forever. you would. She says something like you would die with the things that I know about Ludo Bagman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. what do you? What would you know? And then they figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I know he's shady. That's the overall thing I remember. Oh, you know? he's shady. Oof. I just I don't think like I think he thinks a lot of himself. Obviously, oh, yeah. so I think he. He would be in the situation where, like, oh no, he couldn't be like. I would know, you know what I mean? Like that he was a dad. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't think he. Well, and that's why he's letting everybody and their brother come on into the cup. Yeah. So he's like checking their bags. There's hoods in there. They don't care. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. There's hoods. Bev said, (laughs) "How far is ignorance blameless?" Mm. Agreed. (sighs) Pretty far for him, I think. Mm. I think that he has a little bit of the Potter effect for himself. So. He does. I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause he was super famous. Yeah. <laughs> Says he's tall and powerfully built. Um, he retains the look of an overgrown schoolboy with round blue <laughs> delay eyes and blonde hair and a mm-hmm. rosy complexion. What? Rosy? No. <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> complexion? No. 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 DeVito? <laughs> can we ding for that now? You can hear this through the floor. Yes, we can ding for Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> you said it. He sounds like a turd. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Sure. sure. Jinx. Coke. Okay, bye. So his downfall came when he gambled heavily on the Quidditch World Cup final mm. coming up. And he attempted to recoup financially by borrowing money from the goblins and placing more bets. But this little nasty man used leprechaun gold to pay off witches and wizards and a few goblins whom he owed money, then spent most of the next year after the World Cup trying to avoid his angry creditors, among them (laughs) Fred and George. I almost said something else, but I didn't. The Weasley twins? The twins of the Weasleys? Yes. (laughs) Um... Whom I love very much and support all of their shenanigans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're not getting into that discussion again. His last ditch effort to recoup was to place a large wager on an underdog in the Triwizard Tournament. We'll read about that later. He also had a promotional blurb in the book Quidditch Through the Ages. And he published an article in the Daily Prophet during the 2014 Quidditch World Cup entitled Place Your Bets with Ludo Bagman. Ha, no thanks. Nope. <laughs> He's a jerkwad. Yes. I also pulled up an article on the Wimborne Wasps. And there's a little quote from Ron Weasley. This is also from the Lexicon. The Wimborne Wimborne Wasps are an English Quidditch team from Wimborne in Dorset, founded in 1312. And that's from Quidditch Through the Ages. Their robes are have thick horizontal stripes with bright yellow and black with a picture of a wasp on the front. I almost was like, it sounds like a bee. Oh, okay. Nope, a wasp. <laughs> wow. Well, they look similar. So cousins. this is from Quidditch Through the Ages. The wasps took their name from an incident that occurred during a match against their traditional rivals, the Appleby Arrows, 
in the mid 17th century, a beater flying past a tree on the edge of the pitch noticed wasps nest among the branches and batted it towards the arrow seeker who was so badly stung that he had to retire from the game. So their fans call them stingers and they buzz loudly to distract opposing chasers taking penalties. You know what one of my favorite movies is? The bee movie, which I know a bee is not a wasp, but. You're a fun person. Yeah. All right. So the at is the at on them. So back to um, our little party of Potter peeps. They trudged up the field among rows and rows of tents, and most of them looked ordinary and muggle-like, but some slipped up a bit in the realm of security and had chimneys. So cool. <laughs> Isn't I that love supposed it. to be on a tent? I love it. Huh? Isn't that supposed to be on a tent? I would think so, right? at least on all my tents. It just sounds like a fire hazard. <clears throat> it's magic. Oh, halfway, magic. Halfway up that the field. That is one of my favorite parts of any yes. Harry Potter movie. Just He also saying. just sounds kind of weird saying it. Like, he doesn't say, like, I love magic. He's like, I, I love, love magic. magic. <laughs> it's a good one. But, it, like, I feel that way reading these books. So, like, hearing him say that and, like, seeing the expression on his face is just, You know like, what I feel when I, I watch magic. him say that? You need a haircut, sir. Well, yeah, that Gosh. too. <laughs> Let me get my wand out. Snippity snap. Don't Hair's talk gone. back. <laughs> Halfway up the field was a crazy huge tent. Quote, extravagant confection of striped silk like a miniature palace with several live peacocks tethered at the entrance. A little mm. further on, they passed a tent that had three floors and several turrets. And a short way beyond that was a tent that had a front garden attached, complete with a birdbath, sundial, and fountain. And I said, yes, friends, 100% without a doubt, this is the Malfoy's tent with the peacocks. I would agree. I, I want to see you. your peacock. I know. <laughs> your peacock. <laughs> your peacock. We just sang that the other day, didn't Probably we? Probably because you, we were talking about this. Oh, yeah. I just sang that the other day because we were watching the Great British Baking Show and no. one of the girls made a peacock bread. Oh, I thought we were watching so, the Mass so Singer. if you are a listener right now and you're wondering <laughs> right. how I know that that's the Malfoy's tent, if you think back to Deathly Hallows at Malfoy Manor, they there are... Peacocks. Aren't they albino? I believe yeah. so. I got this question right in Nocturne Alley at the Wizarding World. Not that's how yes. I won my stuffed Voldy. But yeah, so they have albino peacocks roaming their yard. So why two and bring two them? Makes four. Because it's extravagant. They show off. They show off. Dumb. I agree. Those poor birds I know. don't want to be living at your house. A. Mr. Weasley even says, he <laughs> says, always the same. We can't resist showing off when we get together. That's fine. But those poor birds. Bev says, why it got to be albino? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe probably because it more matches Lucius's hair. That and they're probably super rare. (laughs) Or the cold demeanor of Malfoy Manor. Truth. Maybe they were colorful when they bought them. I just feel like that house is always cold and dark Mm. and sad. Mm. And like, preach it, girl. Thank you. So at the very edge, at the top of the wood, there was a small sign that said Weasley. (laughs) I read it as Wesley. Wesley. Whatever. (laughs) Or Wheezy. Good Good to see you, Wesley. Weatherby is your wheeze. No, Wallenby is Slughorn. Weatherby is Crouch. They are. I don't know who who Slughorn is yet. We're not there yet. Oh, yeah, you're right. So they are as close as they can get to the field, and there's no magic allowed, so they have to put the tent up by hand like a lousy muggle. (laughs) Would this affect the magic of the tent? Could you imagine the tent's not up yet, so it doesn't have, like, the spikes in the ground and, like, popping it up could you like climb inside of it and still be really big like could you get lost in it you know what i mean yeah 
I don't know. Maybe. Is it like Hermione's purse? Right, but like right, right. 10 mm. size. Possible. Very Would you possible. Fall? What if it was flipped? Would you be on the ceiling? <laughs> Dear Joe. Oh my God. I am Joe today. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dear yourself. What say you? It's like too much to think about. <laughs> so Mr. Weasley immediately asks Harry how to put up a tent. And Harry's like, IDK man. Because he had only ever stayed with Mrs. Fig. And I said, shout out to Mrs. Fig. <laughs> then, shout out to Figs. <laughs> the Dursleys would have never taken him anywhere. Um, so after some work, two shabby tents were up. And Harry was thinking to himself that there is no way that this would fit a party of 10. And he looked at Hermione and noticed that she was thinking the same thing, too. And I said, but oh, these tents. Why do they doubt it? Because they don't know. Because they're not from, they don't know. Like, I think that, like, when, if you don't know, like, your imagination is stunted. Where, like, with magic, it's pretty much unlimited. So, like, the Weasleys have always known magic. Well, these two come in, they don't know anything until they're 11. That's rude. Not anything, but magically (laughs) wise. So, like, I think at the age of, what are, how old are they? 14. They're thinking, okay, well, this is just a tent. No, I literally four. had to think about it. I'm no. Like, how old are they? No. It was Rita Skeeter. Thank you. Oh. Harry Potter, age 12. Uh, four, 14. <laughs> but, you know, thinking their their view, like once you're a kid, like little, you think anything's possible and you grow up and you realize it's not true. But with magic, I think it is. Possible. Well, I think everything's possible. Everything is okay. cool when you're part of it. But that's my thinking is that they don't think that it's, they just hadn't thought of it. You know what I mean? Like it didn't cross their mind that the tent yeah. could be limitless. Well, I'm about to be finished with my section. Get cozy and listen to me read. No. Harry bent down, (laughs) ducked under the tent flap, and felt his jaw drop. (gasps) He walked into what looked like an old-fashioned three-room flat, complete with bathroom and kitchen. Oddly enough, it was furnished in exactly the same sort of style as Mrs. Fig's house. There were crocheted covers on the mismatched chairs and a strong smell of cat. Well, it's not for long, said Mr. Weasley, mopping his bald patch with a handkerchief and peering in at the four bunk beds that stood in the bathroom. Nope, bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) I hate myself. (laughs) I borrowed this from Perkins at the office. I love how I yell numbers at you now. Three! (laughs) Do you want to know what? Go ahead, sorry. I'm just thinking. Tell me, what do you think? that, (laughs) That... their toilette situation, their bathroom, is not hooked up to plumbing. So where does it go? Scourgeify. They, well, they, there was a whole Pottermore article about this. Exito Poopo. Well, what I'm saying is, though, but <laughs> they used to do that, correct. But then they got plumbing. Right. Because they're like, oh, these muggles, they know something about something. But if you're not hooked up to plumbing, where does it go? It goes to um, King's Cross again. That space. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? It goes to the train station? There's just stuff flying. Oh, the, I was picturing poo <laughs> flying out of nine and three quarters. At levels. <laughs> it's like the vomit out of the grates. Oh, God. <laughs> pew, pew. Oh. What if it just showed up in the toilets that were the entrance to the Ministry of Magic? Oh, no, people got to step in those. <laughs> but I wonder if there's like, I wonder if the toilet and such things are like magical that it just goes away. You know what I mean? Like it goes... They, like, go, and then it goes. What if there's just, like, a black hole in space that's just full of wizard stuff? Mm. That's sick. You're welcome. 
It's, Did you hear about those like radio frequencies that we were hearing from yes. another galaxy? What if it's wizards? I'm in. We're wizards. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> we're about it because we're like, oh, we're like, we're wizards. <laughs> You're insane. You need to see it. It's so good. Watch puffs. Um, I don't Watch know puffs. what did I. What am? Why am I talking puffs. about tea? Oh, because the next thing they do is I wrote my notes. Now we need to sip some tea because he picked up a dusty tea kettle and peered inside it. We'll need water. You're welcome. <laughs> to the green. <laughs> I was like, I was I'm like, Ooh, who do we have to talk about? I know. I was as well. I did these notes but a like little bit then, ago. So if there's a bathroom and they had to go Sarah, get water. I don't know. Points. But like. Sarah, can't they I just augmenty? Don't ask. It's not important. Yeah, can't you do that? It, it's all important. It We're going to get hung up on toilet water. <laughs> Where does it come from? Where does it go? <laughs> you got an idea. I like Joe. that. Dude. I love that song. I don't know how to do it. Oh, I'm good at it. I bet you are. Yeah, I'm a big um, What other things were I talking about? Were I? Let's go to the Gween. Okay, Green. All let's right. go. So the trio's going to get some agua. They see... Wait, wait. Shout out to our friend Courtney who couldn't remember the the spell for water. And she's like, isn't it Aquafina? <laughs> I was yeah. like, no. It's that's Aquafina. Low. It's Le Crystal Geyser. <laughs> Dasani. H2O. Deja vu. <laughs> All right. So the trio is going to get water. Um, they see lots of other wizard families out and about. And th- I, th- I think this is cool because this is like a first for us while reading the book. So like we're seeing f- other families interacting. What are you laughing about? What? <laughs> we see wizards. <laughs> it's a first for us. We've never seen them before. <laughs> well, They're I out mean, of their natural habitat. <laughs> Crikey, they're in the wild. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I was Harry, I would be very excited right now. I'm so excited. Wizards gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see Kevin with his mother's wand? <laughs> Fathers. His, his mother's wand. <laughs> That's like my favorite part. Kevin, I don't you do it. that. It's so cute. <laughs> There's a tent with a chimney. Do you think it'll catch fire? No, we are wizards. <laughs> you sounded just like Leanne. From yeah, wizards. 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 Where's the water? Let's go get some. We're on an adventure. <laughs> Oh, I hope she's not sleeping upstairs because you can literally hear through the floor. I have to. Marty's going to touch me and be like, ah, stop. <laughs> Megan, I'm sorry. Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. All right, I'm done. That's another simple plan. All right. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Look at pausing. <laughs> He's judging okay. so hard. <laughs> so judgy right now. I'm so, I'm getting so deep in 20, I'm going to take my socks off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so, wizards in the wild. First one up, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Oh, 
Okay. A tiny boy, no older than two, was crouched outside a large pyramid-shaped tent holding a wand and poking happily at a slug in the grass, which was swelling slowly to the size of a salami. As they drew level with him, his mother came hurrying out of the tent. How many times, Kevin, you don't touch daddy's wand? Yuck. She had trodden on the giant slug, which burst. Her scolding carried after them on the still air. Mingling with the little boy's yells, you bust slug, you bust slug. <laughs> so um, I love seeing a little child who is magic. Know. You know? I think that's what was, that's what I liked so much about it. Yeah. Could have been Harry, but Voldemort be playing. <laughs> this actually could have been be Harry. Legitimately. We know that this could have been Harry thanks to a letter and picture from Lily way back in the day to Sirius, it says further on, there were two little witches barely older than Kevin who were riding toy broomsticks that rose only high enough for the girl's toes to skim the dewy grass. Oh. We but know we Harry had one of those. Sad. I almost said Cedric bought it for him. No, he didn't. Sirius did. Yes, Cedric, did. what a guy. He's going to be a vampire soon. Dies. <laughs> you guys are rude. <laughs> All um, right. Now we're going down to the patch where they have water. Who are you going to see? All right, next up in Witches of the Wild is the Salem Witches Institute. I thought this was neat uh, because I feel like it kind of ties in a little bit to Fantastic Beasts. It's America. It's Salem. We have not seen Salem yet, but, you know, maybe one day. So the Salem Witches Institute is a wizarding organization for witches, presumably based in Salem, I would assume. Um, so some of the Institute's members attended the 1994 Quidditch World Cup and were gossiping happily in between two tents bearing the Institute's name. So Rowling has stated that the Salem Witches Institute is a play on the Women's Institute of the United Kingdom. So these organizations seek to provide women with educational opportunities and to campaign on issues of importance to women in their communities. How cool. So it's kind of like um, the suffragettes a little bit, right? Similar? Yeah, I like that a lot. I have to tell you what Bev said in the chat about oh boy. toy brooms. She says, imagine college-age wizards playing Quidditch <laughs> on children's brooms. I bet it happens. I love that. I mean, yeah. I would a thousand percent agree with that. Like, think of, like, a bunch of, like, specifically, like, frat guys getting on, like, little kid brooms and be like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I need like, another drawing. Don't, don't little, not little kids, but don't. People ride like little kid bikes, or is that like yeah? Yes, I mean I've seen it. Katie's done it. I like bikes. (laughs) You rode that little tiny bike at the UPS store, dude. I rode a big (laughs) wheel once, and my knees were to my ears. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that little bike. Boy, you did it for lunch. Our roommate bought you lunch because he dared you to try and ride it. He was like, he's like, if you let me videotape you riding this little bike, I'll get you lunch. I said, all right. That's like a dumb, it's like, all right, I'll ride a little bike. Anything for food. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? (laughs) All right. From Switch and Flick. Next up on Wizards in the Wild is the Ireland supporters. Their tents are all covered in shamrocks. And we see Seamus. What up, Seamus? Seamus. Seamus's mum asks them if they'll be supporting Ireland. Would they say no in front of all of these tents? That'd be dumb. I'm going to say no. Yeah, but aren't they all supporting Ireland? Yeah, but they are also supporting Crum. 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 Next up on Wizards in the Wild (laughs) is the Bulgarian supporters. So uh, Seamus's mom says, well, this is nothing compared to what they've done. So they go over to the Bulgarian supporters and there's a 
dun 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 moving poster of crumb 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 all over all of the tents how do you think he feels about that like i would hate seeing my face everywhere moving and then the little figurine things they'd be like please don't Uh, please don't i don't know because like some people that weirds people out but then others it's like that's kind of part of what they've wanted you know like the attention so it just depends on how he takes fame i'm speaking specifically about victor crumb I think he would I, like it. I guess it. we should have told Sarah about the action figures we ordered of ourselves. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I did design those. They're coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can give mine away to someone because I don't have to look at myself. <laughs> I don't want you to joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> we have those really cool pops that, um, is it Amy made us? Yeah. Yours has a different outfit for Florence. Can it just be a different person? Because Florence and I are not the same human. It's true. I was going to say you a different head. You need to do head, your makeup so that we can take a picture and All then we'll right. design Florence. All right. Action I really figure. I want an action figure. You do have a pop figure. Amy made us we pop, have figures. pop figures. I don't know. I just called the figure. Bend the arms figure. and do action moves. You can bend your head a little bit. I want to have sweet skills. I want to have sweet skills. I want to have nunchucks, man. Now that's Napoleon. That <laughs> I've never seen that movie in its entirety. <gasps> I didn't away. particularly care. All right. All right. So I know about the tats. Shut no up. one cares about <laughs> keeping quiet with their magic. Clearly. Uh huh. And Herm looks really grumpy about the crumb posters, which I think is funny. And even funnier that Ron goes, really grumpy. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Hermione says crumb looks very grumpy, which does make me LOL. But then Ron says, really grumpy. Who cares what he looks like? He's Mm. unbelievable. Mm. It's going to change his tune. Mm. (laughs) It's so funny to see how he acts in this book. I know. Such a jelly such a boy. He's a jelly roll. He doesn't and like care that, for those. Uh, Bulgarian bonbon. Victor <laughs> Crumb. All right, guys. Next up on Wizards in the Wild. Literally. We see good old Archie at the water tap. Dude, Archie I can't get enough of Archie. Is wearing a flowery nightdress and refuses to change, even though a ministry official begs him to put on pinstriped pants. You do you, Archie. And then I was going to read from you live the your life. Hold on. Can I say the note I wrote about Hermione saying he looks grumpy? And I says, bet you snog him. <laughs> so sassy. So it says there was already a small queue for the tap in the corner of the field. Harry, Ron, and Hermione joined it right behind a pair of men who were having a heated argument. One of them was a very old wizard who was wearing mm-hmm. a long flowery nightgown. The other was clearly a ministry wizard. He was holding out a pair of pinstripe trousers and almost crying with exasperation. <laughs> Just put them on, Archie. That's a good chap. You can't walk around like that. The muggle at the gate's already getting suspicious. I bought this in a muggle shop, said the old wizard stubbornly. Muggles wear them. Muggle women wear them, Archie, not the men. They wear these, said the ministry wizard, and he brandished the pinstripe trousers. I'm not putting them on, said old Archie in indignation. I like a healthy breeze around my privates. Thanks. (laughs) Archie. I literally wrote, I'm like, I love this, and honestly, that would be me. Like, There's a reason why I like to wear dresses all the time. (laughs) Pants suck. Preach it. I don't like pants. I I also don't like socks. Hashtag facts about Megan. There will be a quiz at the end of this episode. (sighs) Thank you for your participation. You will win nothing. Next up on Wizards in the Wild is Oliver Wood. Yeah. He just left Hogwarts, and he signed to the Puddlemere United Reserve team. And he's hotter than ever. (laughs) So... 
Puddlemere United is a very popular team. However, he did get signed to the reserve team. So he's kind of like, if you think about it in terms of, I'm trying to compare it to something. See the bench? No, he's like below the bench. So, so like the reserve team would be like the Cavs have like a G League team. The Cavaliers, they have like the Cavs and then they have. What's the G League stand for? I don't got no talent. G, we aren't playing tonight. <laughs> it stands for good. It's just kind of not like not great. great. <laughs> Jinx. It's it's basically like their training team. So like these people with training could potentially move up onto the actual team. So he's kind of like in a in a good position to eventually maybe play for Puddlemere United, but he's not actually on the team. If that makes sense. Sure. And I also just wanted to shout out me. Celestina Warbeck for beat back those bludgers, boy, and chunk that quaffle here. You say that, that on is, like 30,000 episodes. It's such a good song, and it's for Puddlemere United. <sighs> Puddlemere United. Okay. Okay. Hey, who's that? It's Ernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Ernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm basically the best. <laughs> I get really, I'm like, what is she doing? I'm <laughs> so left out of this joke. That's Just only your fault. Pups. We'll watch it together, but you it actually have to watch it. It is not my fault. Yes. yes, it is. You can watch it anytime. Oh. Alana can watch it. Alana. So, Alana. next up. Alana. Alana. Doesn't want none of your bananas. <laughs> You're welcome, America. So, next up on... Wizards in the Wild was Ernie Mac. And next up again is now the beautiful Cho Chang. Cho Chang. Cho Chang. Your first love is going to be dead by the end of the book. Oh, oh my God. So she waved at Harry yeah. and he slopped water all down his front as he waved back. Smooth move, X Lax. <laughs> <laughs> Just spit everywhere. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a very long time. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. All right. For 1993. <laughs> you know what Last. I think about every time you say the wizarding, the well. whatever? Lifestyles of the wizarding world. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> Do I'm wearing a good Charlotte shirt right now. It's perfect. Last up on Wizards in the Wild is a foreign group of teenage wizards. <laughs> We learned that there's a school in Brazil. What's it called? Castle Brujo. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> she tried. A for effort. But yeah. we do know more about that school now. So I thought that this was really cool. Um, we learned... I don't, I don't know, actually. This might be in Katie's section, is it? Vinny coming in clutch already knows. Is that, phonetically spell it. Vinny, yeah, can you, can you spell it out for us? So it. Did I totally it? butcher it? I may have. Do you talk about um, Bill's... Pen pal? Nope. No. Okay. So we learned that there's a school in Brazil. Um, Vinny is trying to phonetically spell it for me so that I cannot butcher it. It might be phonetically spelled. Oh, it is. (laughs) Brazil. Brazil. Castelo Bruxu. Bruxu. I see it now. Like Mushu, but Bruxu. Like Mushu, but Bruxu. Okay. So the Brazilian School for Magic takes students 
from all over South America, and it is hidden deep within the rainforest. Ooh. That's cool. So the fabulous castle appears to be a ruin to the few muggle eyes that have ever fallen upon it, a trick shared by Hogwarts. Opinion like is divided on who got the idea from whom. Have you noticed, Titch off topic, Sure. pictures from... Okay. The movie Crimes of Grindelwald, where they're all standing on the bridge staring at Hogwarts, yes. and the only person not looking at Hogwarts is, is Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Because he can't see it. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize. Yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so we learned that Bill had a pen pal with somebody from Castel Obrushu, and he invited him to come and stay. But then Bill couldn't because of money issues. <clears throat> and then he got mad at him for not being able to come and sent him a curse in the mail. <laughs> um, and shoot, what did it do? Something to his ears, I think. Didn't it shrink him? It shriveled his ears. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this money thing is a very common theme specifically in this book. Because we've yes. already seen it. We're only in chapter seven and we've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, Vinny says that Castello Bruchu literally means wizard castle. And then he said <laughs> dot dot dot. Subtle. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool though. Um, but the head, the <laughs> former headmistress was Benedita Dorado. She was once heard to laugh heartily on an exchange visit to Hogwarts when headmaster Armando Dippet complained of Peeves, the poltergeist. Her <laughs> offer to send him some Kaipora for the Forbidden Forest to show you what trouble really is was not accepted. So, interesting. And they wear bright green robes mm. and are especially advanced in both herbology and magizoology. Oh, makes sense. Which is awesome because I'm sure that we're going to go there. Actually, we know that we go there because mm. Joe said that the next place we're going to is Brazil. Well, it makes sense if they're in the middle of the rainforest. One year yeah. surrounded by all types of exotic oh, plants and animals cool. and all of those things. It's going to be great. I can't wait. It's going to be colorful. Like, that's what I think yeah. of. You have to wait know. so long. I just long. think of Rio the bird mm-hmm. and, like, that I just think of the movie. movie. Yeah. I love so that cute. movie. <laughs> Very cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Angry yeah. Birds. I also like to learn more about like because this is really when you we go back and think about it, we meet or hear of so many um, other schools. Which until this point, we only thought Hogwarts was the yeah. It, it was the place to be. Yeah, it's still only one in my heart. Okay, well Feels you like would have gone to Illumorni. So you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? That's pretty much it. The only other thing I was going to say is that they do offer very popular exchange programs for European students, kind of like what um, the student offered to Bill. That's so um, cool. Who wish to study the magical flora and fauna of South America. So I'm curious. I bet you Neville would have loved it had oh, he not gone to school with Harry Potter. Neville should I have, have a theory. there. I have a theory that I literally just thought of 10 minutes ago, but I really like it. It's horrible. Go on. What if we learn that Newt gets expelled from Hogwarts, right? <gasps> Ooh, I like where you're what going. What if he ends up getting sent to Castle Bru... Castel... Whatever it is. Castelo yes. uh, Brazil. To finish studying. I like oh. that a lot. And that's why he ends up going back there because he has connections. And maybe that's why he's still allowed to have a wand, too. Yeah, because he went to a different went school. Back. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. I got the choose. Um, you can I just say first? Yes, you heard it. Here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Unlike some other peeps that like to say <gasps> some stuff, this is where it's at, folks. Ooh, I'm gonna sip some coffee. Sip some coffee on that, y'all. Every single one of you. 
Vinny said rainforest would be tough for a school. Imagine the amount of bugs, the humidity, and the mm. daily torrential rain. Magic. I, it is yeah. not. Magic. It's like in a bubble, magic like a dome. little uh, dome. Yeah. <gasps> like what people always want Disney to be. They want oh, a magical dome over Disney World so it never rains. They always would ask us that That's as cast members. super futuristic. It I freaks agree. me out. Were people legitimately serious? They want to. Yeah. Think of like how people, hot they would People get, go they down to Florida to these parks and they're like, Oh, right. it's on. hot. Yeah, it's Florida. <laughs> Think about it this way, though. Think of how much expensive it is to go to Disney right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if they built a bubble <laughs> right? and then air conditioned uh, it, they'd have, you'd have to pay out only you know people where. with Wazoo. millions of dollars would be able to go. Yeah. Holy shnikes. Shnikes. Yeah. <sighs> Whoa. A slip even even the Wizarding World. Crazy. Don't do that. Don't put a bubble. Ooh, just saying as well that if this school specializes in herbology, I would guess that they're also pretty good at potions because they correlate a lot together. Um, and it says here that it has produced a number of famous ex-students, including one of the world's most famous potioneers, Labadius Barrage, author of, among other works, Advanced Potion Making, hey. Asiatic Anti-Venoms, and Have Yourself a Fiesta in a Bottle. <laughs> it's my kind of potion. That's cool. Ooh, and they have another captain of the world-renowned Quidditch team, the Terrapoto Tree Skimmers. I don't know how to pronounce that name, and I'm not even going to try, but it starts with a J, and then Colho. I'm going to say How. How? Colho, maybe? Hoeo? Attention, dear Swishers. Adventurers out there. (laughs) (laughs) Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters? artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your own home Mm, delicious (laughs) each themed bag features custom artwork by guest artists that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office uh try one of our premium wizarding roasts like book smart blueberry that's spelled wrong charming chocolate cherry Cunning Caramel Crunch, a big hearted butterscotch. All our coffees are certified gluten and allergen free. Woo, that's nice. <laughs> so start your coffee adventure today at expeditionroasters.com. And use coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Brew your happy place. I know it's with me <laughs> and the coffee. Welcome. 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 Back. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It was lovely. All right. So you're back with the yellow. Here we go. So they got back to the campsite and Fred informs them, dad's having fun <laughs> with the matches. <laughs> He's like a kid. I know. So here's Mr. Weasley crouched over some wood trying to light these matches. Uh, no success, but not for lack of trying. There's literally matches all around the ground <laughs> around him. But he looked as though he was having the time of his life. So he would light one. Oops. Get all surprised and drop it. Oh, my gosh. Aww. He's going to start a forest fire. <laughs> yeah, so really. Only you can prevent wildfires. Smokey the bear. And, you know, <laughs> they can't just put it out with Aguamenti. They got to go all the way back to the water thing. You mean Aguafina? Yes, Aguafina. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Hermione's very kind and helps him out. I helps just thought him of, you don't want to go to the watering hole. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't they do that? 
Agua, because you can't use magic right now. There's muggles around. Oh, whatever. I Go mean, in the tent like and deep. do it. I think that Mr. Weasley is just being super conscious about it because he's like head of muggle relations uh, But or I, I also think that he loves muggles so much Agreed. that he's like, a he's day like, of yes. muggle, yes. I know. He's so cute. So it was still a while before they could kick anything, even after they had the fire finally lit. But they had plenty to watch while they waited because they had like a really good spot on the campsite. It's like lighting a grill. You yeah. have to wait like oh, an hour so before annoying. you can eat. <sighs> so true. What kind of grills are you cooking on? Charcoal. Charcoal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ministry members keep hurrying around saying hi to Mr. Weasley as they pass. And he kept up like a running commentary for Herm- Hermione and Harry. Hermione. And we get, um, we get a mention of... <laughs> of the unspeakables <laughs> from the Department of Mysteries. So that's kind of like a little foreshadowing. Um, so some of the people that Mr. Weezy brought up, I thought I would try and look up and see if we could actually like wizards find anything. Wild. Yes, more wizards in the wild. I literally okay. wrote good people watching. Get it. So there's Cuthbert Mockridge. Who that? Well, he can't have kept his job for much long, much for very long at the Goblin liaison office because liaison liaison. Office. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Lion. I have a question. Did yes. he make a mockery of himself? You're an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> because two years later, we hear from Slughorn that Dirk Cresswell is now head of that office. That Ooh. I won't try and say. Sorry, Mockridge. <laughs> <laughs> you got cuffbirded out. No. So there's also Arnold Peasgood, who is an obliviator and trained hit wizard. What? He arrested three goblins at the Chipping Clodbury riot and suffered a minor attack of boils. So this was a riot that erupted um, at Chipping Clodbury. It's a headline in the Daily Prophet reporting events during a meeting to discuss a new bill of goblin rights. Mm. So the Brotherhood of Goblins supporters ran the riot. They used illegal wands for transfiguration of a post box and litter bins and blew up some shrubs and a shed. Rebels. Shrubbery. (laughs) Rebel Rebel goblins. Um, He also may be a descendant of Abraham Peasgood, who's an American wizard who invented the game of quad pot in the 18th century. Nice. Oh, Peasgood. You've been waiting to say that. <laughs> your hand was up for so I long. See your hand. To say sorry, that. <laughs> I wasn't ignoring you. All right, so enough of Wizards in the Wild. All right, Percy, Charlie, and Bill finally arrive just in time for lunch, and then a little bit after, Little Bagman comes walking by. Who dat? Well, he's easily. Stop. I just went over it. He's easily the most notable, noticeable person Harry has seen so far. That's even including Archie in his flowery nightgown. You go, Archie. So he's wearing long Quidditch robes and thick horizontal stripes of bright yellow (sighs) and black. And an enormous picture of a wasp splashed across his chest. No. (laughs) So I think (laughs) Tiffany talked a little bit about him and how he looked. But so he, I think so. So he has the look of like. (laughs) Someone who used to be very fit, but had gone slightly to seed. So his robes are stretched tight across oh, his so like large me. belly. On a personal level. Well, um, also, like, in England, when someone's, like, fit, that means they're also really good looking. Not just, like, ooh, he's really, like, uh, physically fit. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he probably also means, like, he was really good looking. Now he's, like, not so much. You're, you look, you know, you're living your glory days. Got it. Well, as long as he's happy. 
He's much more laid back than all the other ministry workers. He's just sort of enjoying the atmosphere. He's like, what a day. Could we have asked for more perfect weather? A cloudless night coming in. Hardly a hiccup in the arrangements or hiccup as they type it. I don't know. Not much for me to do. Literally as a group of ministry wizards come running past him to go put out some magical fire that's shooting sparks 20 (laughs) feet into the air. Do you think it's from a chimney? Probably. Percy, of course, has to like rush forward and be like, I'm Percy Weasley. I work for Barney Grouch. I'm so cool. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Tell us how you really feel He's annoying oh, no. <laughs> So then Ludo You're With his gambling wrong. problem He's like come on You want to put You want to put a bet On the match And Mr. Weasley Puts a galleon On Ireland to win And Ludo's kind of like A galleon That's it Whatever Get out of here I know But Ludo. then Fred and George Bet 37 galleons 15 sickles And 3 nuts That Ireland will win But crumb Gets the snitch. Crumb, crumb, and they even throw crumb. in a fake wand, which Ludo, Ludo loved, and he hadn't seen that one convinced that one. <sighs> one that convincing. It's in okay. Years. Thank it's okay. you. I can't speak. Friday, man. Yeah. So Mr. Weasley tries to stop them because that's all their savings, and Mrs. Weasley would probably have an a rumpet if she found out. <laughs> Way to go, you. Thank you. A rumpet. But Bagman's like, eh, let him do it. Yeah, of course he's like, yeah. uh huh. Gross. so he says he's been looking for crouch because he's been trying to like translate what the bulgarians have been saying all day and apparently mr crouch speaks 150 languages but percy's like no he speaks 200 mermish and gobbledygook and troll he's a took his kisser yeah but i like what fred says he's like anyone can speak troll all i have to do is point and grunt So Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Oh my god, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So once again, we have Bertha Jorkins brought up by Mr. Weasley, and Bagman again just comfortably dismisses it. She's got a memory like a leaky cauldron. She'll turn up. It's no big problem. And Mr. Weasley's like, "Eh, you might want to send someone to look for. Bagman's like, yeah, Crouch keeps saying that, but we can't really spare anybody at the moment. Didn't he just say that there's nothing for them to do? I don't know. But speak of the devil. Look who shows up. Bocce Crouch. Junior. Junior is the best part of the podcast, y'all. Sarah's turn. All right. So, Barty Crouch, senior, senior, is now on the scene. So, Let's talk about him. Total contrast of Ludo Bagman. Um, he's described as stiff, upright, elderly man dressed in an impeccably crisp suit and tie, including his hair. The parting of his hair was almost unnaturally straight, and his narrow toothbrush, toothbrush mustache looked as though he trimmed it using a slide ruler. And his shoes were very highly polished. I feel like he looked really good in the movie. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit. There's an article about him on the Moore of Potter. Did they get his age right in the movie? You think? I mean, he's senior. It looks like it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so he's the head of the Department of International Magical Cooperation. And he's the father of his son, Barty Crouch Jr. He's the father of his son. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, crazy. <laughs> News to me. Um, so he's Bartimus Crouch. I actually kind of like the name Bartimus. Mm-hmm. Bartimius, mm-hmm. I thought. 
Whatever. I always said Barnabas. That's funny. I said Barnabas. Jim Dale says Bottini. He says Canut. He is gone. He's ca- crazy. <laughs> I like Bartimius. I like Jim Dale. So his skills. I love Jim Dale. <laughs> he's multilingual because mm. apparently he can speak over 200, as Percy says, languages, which can Percy name them all? We'll be probably. here for probably. Until Let's get real. And then he's able to fight off the imperious curse, which we shall learn about later on in this book before he um, meets his, his death. Oh my God. His hobbies. He is a dedicated servant of the Ministry of Magic. And he is just like his son is <laughs> yeah. a dedicated servant to the Dark Lord. Yeah. Why are and you ruining the book? Because people know it, Tiffany. Know. Actually, we had someone who was like, I'm just reading the books for the first time. I was like, ooh, sorry, probably ruined a bunch of stuff for you. <laughs> Let's just um, And then he has little time for hobbies, probably because he makes sure that his son is at home at all times. Hmm. So there's a couple other things like um, pictures on there, like from the movie, stills of him. Um. Which I think is kind of cool. I'm going to go on there and look. People found at the scene of the crime. No, honestly, he looks perfect. (laughs) Yeah. He literally looks perfect. Yeah, Yeah. I like him. And so um, he followed the drug... The drug was not even on there anywhere. (laughs) Mixing up my words. He followed the muggle dress code rule so well he could pass as a muggle banker. And these are the things that Harry thought. (laughs) And then just a little sad fun fact. The actor who portrayed him, his name was Roger Lloyd Pack, passed away in 2014. So pour one out oh. for him. Oh, pour one out, guys. I thought that he did. Sad yes. Tweet. Um, so Crouch has been looking for Bagman everywhere. The Bulgarians want 12 more seats in the top box. And then Bagman had no clue what they were saying because they have a strong accent. And I wrote that in quotations. Um, so Percy then is like, oh, my gosh, my boss is here. Let me pucker up. <laughs> <laughs> so he asks Crouch if he wants a cup of tea. And so then Crouch looks at him a bit surprised, calls him Weatherby. Love it. So Fred and George are very happy to hear this, <laughs> choking into their cups of tea. And then I'm done because I would have done this. Like I would have been um, choking on my tea. Yes. Um, and then obviously Percy's just a little bit embarrassed. Oh, so I feel the tiniest tic tag bit bad for him in this instance because no. he really i do he does it himself katie do no not. he literally works very Don't hard for bagman or not bagman for crouch and crouch <laughs> doesn't even know his name like that sucks i'm so, with like, you I think that's i'm sucks. with you like isn't later on he's like he's a little <clears throat> too over enthusiastic yeah but okay well you know the kid's name he works for you eh. i don't know when i'm not a be. fan of either of them me either so, I'm not either. Bagman but does I just, some, no, not Bagman. Barty Crouch does some questionable things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's just too far on the one side of being like strict no matter what. And like, does, I don't know. It's just, yeah. there's a lot of things you can talk about. decisions, yes. though. Yes. I, I, yes. I agree. Crouch don't crack. Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> Crouch. Um, oh, yeah. So, Arthur, um, Beth says, Arthur has worked in the organization, so Weasley shouldn't be hard. I wonder if he even realizes, like, that's his kid. Maybe right. he doesn't care enough yeah. to, like, yeah. realize it. I also think at this point, though, Barty probably is spread pretty thin. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And, like, maybe had Percy been working for him a year or two ago, yes, it wouldn't be the same situation. I agree. Especially in this instance where, you know, you don't know this now, but at the end of the book, you find out that his son is there. He's, and he's like been holding him hostage pretty out. much. And then by the end of the day, his son is gone. Like a freight train. 
All right. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Oh my gosh, Katie, you oh. need to read ahead. <laughs> That's why I need it because like you guys are talking about something when we first started this, and I was like, I don't know anything they're saying, so I'm like, I need to finish this book so I'm not dumb. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, Katie, no, you should finish it. I don't, I almost like this though because True. I'm seeing it again almost with fresh eyes. This, no, that's how, when you I was know. reading, I was like, <gasps> I, I forgot about this. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't read this book in so long and I was getting to like the juicy bits towards the end where it was like all about Barty Crouch Jr. and like just the way that things weave in this book is just so unbelievably cool and like how it's like things connect not just from the earlier books but like even just from the beginning of this book once you're towards the end and you're mm. like oh that's why the seat was empty oh yep. that's why yep. winky was there like all of this stuff oh. just comes out Poor it's little. just shout out to winky winky <sighs> all right and as bev says here for barty crouch having your wife die and take your son's place and not being able to tell anybody about that may have an effect on your performance i yeah. agree so Ooh, I like that iceberg theory. <clears throat> Have empathy. You never know the whole story for any one person. Yeah. Preach. True so story. So true. Yeah. Hating on all these people. I don't hate on them. I just think that they need to reevaluate themselves. So. I'm a slither and I can't help it. Oh, okay. Ooh. That's why you got me. Round so, you back. Girl. What? Can I, can I talk about Crouch again? Nope. All right. No. So Crouch wants to talk to Arthur as well. And he says, Ali Bashir's on the war path. He wants a word with you about your embargo on flying carpets. And I was like, cool, let's talk about that. So Arthur's response is, I sent him an owl about that just last week. If I've told him once, I've told him a hundred times. Carpets are defined as muggle artifacts by the registry of prescribed charmable objects. But will he listen? No. No, bro. So Bashir um, is desperate to export to England, we hear, but Bagman says that they will never replace brooms. So I was like, ooh, let's look it up because talking about carpets. Let's look it up. Carpets. So I Googled Magic Carpet and there's a Wikipedia page. So we're going to read from that. So going back to Magic Carpets, they're also called a flying carpet. (laughs) You don't say. And then um, this is literally what it says. It's a legendary carpet and a common trope in fantasy fiction. They're typically used as a form of transportation and can quickly or instantaneously carry users to their destinations. Um, So there's like a, uh, you know, how it's in literature and such things. But I always think of, as I'm assuming, as we just sang the song from Aladdin, that's what I think of. And the little carpet has like a mind of its own. It's just cute, you know? I'm like, what you're doing with your head there? Yeah. And so, going back to um, my document of Google, Bashir thinks that there is a niche in the market for a family vehicle. And he says that his father had an ex-minister, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, that could seat 12 before carpets were banned. Yes. Have you ever seen the ad in the Wizarding World in Diagon Alley for the fam bus broom? I have not. It's like this huge painted ad in Diagon Alley, and it's like a picture of 10 people on a broom, and it says fam bus, big enough for the whole family. Whole fam damily. I need to go, and I'm not kidding. Don't yell at me about it. So Right now, Tiffany, you and me. Let's go. I looked up Axminster carpet 
So this is what Britannica.com says. Mm. It's a floor mm. covering made originally in a factory founded in Axminster, Devon, England in 1755 by the clothing clo- cloth weaver Thomas Whitty, resembling um, somewhat the Savonier carpet produced in France. They were symmetrically knotted by hand in wool on woolen warps and had a weft of flax or hemp. And they, like the French carpets, they often featured Renaissance artic- art. Oh my lord, I can't read. <laughs> Architectural or floral patterns. Others mimicked Oriental patterns. Similar carpets were produced at the same time in Exeter and in the Moorfields section of London and shortly before at Fulham in Middlesex. So I think that's really cool. Well, that factory closed in 1835 with uh, the advent of machine making carpets. What's oh, a machine man, just thing? missed it. Yeah. And then it's the name, however, survived as a generic term for the machine-made carpets whose pile or pill mm, is produced by <laughs> techniques similar to those used in making velvet or Chanel. Like you're it. like, mm. I don't know if I'm saying words correctly because, you know, I can't read. So. Mm. But I just thought it was cool to, like, look up. I don't know. I think it's cool. The carpets. I like you can ride them. Mm. They see me rolling. It should they be? How could it go? They see me flying. They hating. Trying to catch me flying on the carpet. <laughs> Trying to catch me flying on the carpet. Trying to catch me flying on the carpet. <laughs> America, I'm sorry. And everywhere else. <laughs> all countries, all humans. I'm sorry. So Bagman and Crouch talk a little shop. Um, how organizing port keys across five continents. Crazy. And then I'm thinking, like, what are the only ones? Like, Antarctica? Like, what other... Like <laughs> there's Arctic just people. there's just Antarctica. I'm trying to think of like what <laughs> continents. So like North America, South America, yeah, mm-hmm. Europe, mm-hmm. Asia, mm-hmm. Australia, Isn't Antarctica. <laughs> did about, I tell what you about guys Africa? <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you guys about how my dad was arguing with my mom about how? And, like, I guess he was kind of right, but he was arguing about how Australia (laughs) is, like, just, it's an island. And I'm like, I mean, I guess it is, but, like, then every single piece of land is an island if you're arguing that the entirety of Australia is an island. Shout out to Pangea. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was just really funny. My mom was like, Hawaii is an island. Australia is a country. (laughs) Like, they were having, like, a heated conversation about it. And I'm like, whoa, man. So my question is, though, like, what continents didn't go? Land masses be land masses, Probs man. Antarctica. Why? And Penguins can fly mm, in the magical world. <laughs> so In the magical world. Tell me. Belly sliding. He's rocking her. Yes. <laughs> so Arthur says that he's sure that they will be glad um, when this is all over, but Ludo is having too much fun in his element of the World Cup. Because he's like, what? Over? No, no. Just kidding. That's not exactly his words, but that's basically what he's saying. But there's something they do have to look forward to, but Crouch reminds him that they will want to wait until they have all the details done. And, like, again, Bagman is like, why not? Like, it's a done deal. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is, it is happening at the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, just like the Ohio State University. It's now the Hogwarts. And the kids will know soon anyway, so like, why not just tell them? So Crouch reminds Bagman that they need to meet with the Bulgarians and then thanks Weatherby for the tea, having not drank it. They leave, and then Arthur is questioned by the kids. What's happening at Hogwarts? 
what is it? Why can't you tell us? What? And he says, you'll find out soon enough. I'm glad that he doesn't tell them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that. I like that they're surprised. My mom would have told me. They already get too much special treatment. And I think it's good Mm. that they, Mm. they don't this time. So... Percy stiffly tells them that it's classified, little snotty guy. See, you hate on him. Empathy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And they will find out when the ministry wants them to know. Mr. Crouch was quite right not to disclose it. And then Fred's response was for (laughs) Weatherby to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. I'm sorry. I'm so mean to Percy. So the day wore on and the anticipation was building and they tried less and less to hide their magic, they being the entirety of all the people. The wizards in the wild. And they seemed, um, it seemed like the ministry just didn't even try to hide it anymore. So the ministry seemed to have bowed to the inevitable and stopped fighting the signs of blatant magic now breaking out everywhere. Salesmen were apparating every few feet carrying trays. That sounds stupid. Like, what? you can't walk a few feet. <laughs> Agreed. You're just popping around. It's bad enough when you have to, to whip walk your walls out for everything. It's probably just to, like, get attention. It's bad enough when you're, like, walking through the mall and all those people in the middle are like, you want to try these sunglasses that do this weird thing? And you're like, no. no. I am don't leave so you alone. good at do, ignoring those people. Do not know <laughs> the last time I was in a mall. Uh, Christmas, but we do that every year for, to buy my mom Christmas present. But this one's literally like, boom, in your face. Buy these omnoculars. And they were pushing carts full of extraordinary merchandise. There were luminous rosettes, green for Ireland, red for Bulgaria. Go green. Red. Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Which were squealing the names of the players. Pointed green hats bedecked with dancing shamrocks. I'll take one of those. Bulgarian scarves adorned with lions that really roared. These things would get so annoying. No. I'm about Every, to snake they're bite all your waiting hand. with bated breath. Bite. I'm about to snake bite your hand, girl. <laughs> they're waited with bated breath to uh, <laughs> ring the bell. Meg's fighting me. Um, <laughs> so flags from both countries that played their national anthems as, as they were waved. There were tiny models of fireboats that really flew and collectible figures of famous players, which scroll, scrolled, strolled across the palm of your hand Preening themselves. <clears throat> Been saving my pocket money. Pocket <laughs> 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 money. Why? Sounds like, sounds like uh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Oh, Ron told Harry as ha- they and Hermione strolled through the salesman buying souvenirs. Though Ron purchased a dancing shamrock hat and a large green rosette. Ha! <laughs> he also bought a small figure of Victor Crumb. Figure. Um, the Bulgarian seeker, the miniature crumb walked backwards and forwards over Ron's hand, scowling up at the green rosette above him. Katie Beecho. Let's ask a question. Sure. So we know how this ends, right? Do we? We know that Hermione, Hermione (laughs) is a victor. (laughs) Hermione. Takes her to the dance. They probably smooch a smooch or two. Snogan. So... You sound like you a think pygmy that, like, <laughs> What if, like, so we know that Ron, like, gets mad at the little figurine later on because... Smashes it to bits. Does he? Yeah, because Harry oh, no, finds, like, a... He finds his arm or something. Oh, yeah. I was gonna be like... <laughs> it's like what if Sid's toys. <laughs> you know what would be really funny? If, like, years later on, like, um, as, like, an anniversary present, Hermione gives him a little <laughs> 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 uh, You might like it. <laughs> 
I wonder if you'd think it'd be funny. I would laugh really hard. Tis I would as yeah. well. Yes. So we know Ron saved his money all summer long. And again, I said, like, this is very Where's much he a money from? I don't know. I was thinking the same thing when I was reading this. Do you think he does, like, odd jobs for other wizarding houses around? I bet you the Weasleys set aside pocket money for the kids each week. I'd hard know on that one if I was hard up. Yeah, but, like, I wonder, like, how hard up are they? You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe they're able to do this. There's just a lot of kids, you know what I mean? Well, so, like, if they only had one the good, then, like, weeds their garden. But, mm-hmm. like, what I'm think- saying is, like, if they were, like, only had one kid, <laughs> they would have a ton of money. But since they have seven, granted, three of them are almost, two of them are out of the house. So, like, do you know what I'm know. saying? I don't know. I Vinny just... says mugging muggles. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pickpocket in the magical way. Pocket he money. Ch- he charms it right out of their hands. You're oh. So, as we said, he... So, Ron now has a dancing shamrock hat, the green rosette, um, and... Oh, I beat you. The figure of his wife's um, first boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Her only other boyfriend. We don't know that for sure. You don't know what she does in that tower. She also could have been smooching Harry while they were in the tent. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, this tent? I know they're. Tent? I know they, they made did out dance, the according to the movie. <laughs> so then Harry sees someone selling brass omnioculars. Is I, that how you that say that word? That's um, omnioculars. 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 And the sales wizard says you can replay action, slow everything down, and they flash up play by play breakdown if you need it. So they're ten de- galleons each. Oh. Ron is sad because he's already spent all of his money. So Harry asks for three of them. Uh, I tried to snake bite it and I was too slow. Um, and then Harry tells him not to bother. He is usually touchy on the money subject because, you know. Again, money is brought up. Correct. Money, money, money. he doesn't really have money, any. Money, money, money. And, you know, <laughs> Harry has a lot. Because <laughs> his he's parents a, are dead. We are gonna get paid. Oh, wait, that's a different song. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> What is that song by NSYNC about getting paid? Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just got, got paid. Get money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. I was combining that it's, go, it, it's, gonna, it's gonna, gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Best meme ever. Yes, my favorite. <laughs> you guys, I, this episode is literally all over the place. <laughs> so if you don't like our personalities, then this Suck is it. our goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and this is what Ron says. No, don't bother, said Ron going red. He was always touchy about the fact that Harry, who had inherited a small fortune from his parents, had much more money than he did. And I said, theme for this book. Yeah. Um, money, money, money. But money, Harry's money, like, money. nah, bro, I'm not listening to you. Nah, bro. So we also know Harry or Ron's family obviously doesn't have as much money. But you know, like I bet you they would have similar amounts. But again, Harry's one human and Ron is a family of like a million people. You know? Okay. Every time they turn around, there's a new Weasley. <laughs> okay. I don't know the answer to this. So I can't. Um. So Harry tells him he won't be getting anything for Christmas for about 10 years. <laughs> but Ron is happy and Hermione gets to go the program. I don't know why I just said it in such a way. <laughs> But they're all happy. Program. Everybody goes to get the program, which is very nice, isn't it? Velveted, isn't that how they whole words describe it in the next chapter? 
Velvet. I think it is. I think I it's like, like a velvet. velvet. It I like velvet. Actually, velvet. I don't like Hate velvet. It. Actually, <laughs> I'm not like a it. fan. Um, I could take it. Or and leave so it. they head back to the tent where Bill, Charlie, and Ginny all have the green rosettes. Mister Weasley has an Irish flag, but the twins got nothing because they gave all their money to Bagman. Mm. Um, but you know what? That's going to end up to bite them in the tuchus in the end. Then I was like, "Gong." Green and red lanterns blaze to life. And you know what I just realized? The green and red because green for Ireland, red for Bulgaria. Stop. My daughter's trying to sleep. Yeah. I didn't realize that until literally just now. Are I you was today years out old. out of your mind? I just was like, green and red lanterns. Cool. Like, didn't even think of it. What is what? You're welcome, Sarah, it's cool. I'm Christmas glad you time. learned. It's Miss Christmas. Now. It's Christmas all the time. All right. It's I'm not done yet. It's Christmas. They're, those lanterns are providing a path to the field, and it's time. Time for what? The World Cup. Time for Give the World Cup. Give me the Cup. Give us time the winner. There's lots of cups. All right. Lightning bolt round. I know that we did get at least one lightning bolt round question because, and it's from Eddie, he put little you know lightning bolt emojis I think we have it, one from the tweeter. And it was great. Give us some questions. We gotta hurry up, because I gotta put it with one edge down. I will okay. one uh, Eddie asks if I can find it. There oh, we here go. here it is. We see lots of different cultures in this tent village. Which culture would you like to run into on your walk to the water? Who does what? Read it again. If you were walking to go get water, mm-hmm. you're what, going like, to the tent village. Yeah. Um, what culture yeah. would you want to run into? Like, what culture? Like, of what are you most curious about to see, wizarding wise, in another culture? I'd like to see Asia. Ooh. Mm. I'd there say from Asia? France. Either the um, school from Africa, Uganda, mm-hmm. or um, the Brazil. Wagadoo. Mm. Yeah, Castello Bruchu. After learning about Castello Bruchu, I'd like to that would be cool. See yeah. that, yeah. Excuse you, Fozzy. <laughs> God, I love him. Um, do you want one from me? Sure. Yes. Um, how do I say? Tig Chalar. I don't know. Somebody from Twitter. Sorry if I butchered your name. Mubia. Would Hermione and Crumb have worked as a couple if she didn't end up with Ron? No. Uh, um, I don't think so. I not that I, I think don't they're think a so. bad mix, but like I mean, I think Hermione gets annoyed at Crumb after a while. I think he's a little too showy, clingy, straight. He's a little clingy ish. Not straight lace, but he's not like, exciting enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is like interesting because he's a Quidditch player, you know. Yeah, yeah. but he's kind of broody. Yeah, like a brute. You mean? No, or like broody, no, like broody. Yeah, like moody. I mean, I think he's kind of both. Yeah. What challenge would you... Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Alicia Judkins or Alicia Judkins on Twitter. What challenge would you most look forward to if you were competing in the Triwizard Tournament? Dragon. I think the dragon because I don't like water. I don't think I'd be looking forward to any of them. Maze would give me anxiety. But, but the dragon one? <laughs> well, like the dragon, like there's not, it's not like I'm confined there and Here's I can't the just. Here it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here is the handle. Here is the egg. Come get it. It'll be really, here is the dragon. Here is the egg. Come get it. Don't get burned. Or scratched. Such a good on fire. He is literally on fire. 
watch it, Tiffany. I wouldn't be looking forward to any of them, but I'd like to see a dragon. I would not have put my name on the Goblet of Fire. I don't think I would would not be participating in that. You? Um, I'd also only be like four years old at this time. (laughs) Super serious question. Harry, did you put your name on the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) Goblet? Goblet of Fire! It's the golden of fire. It's the hot <laughs> cup of fire. That's all I got from the tweeter. Uh, what would you wear if you were a wizard trying to look like a muggle? What did I say? We said that. I said something last time and it was good. You said where and oh, it says were. I said swim trunks and a cardigan. Yeah. We it's did. A cardigan, but thanks for noticing. I'd wear a oh, what is that from? Come on. You got it. Ooh. I don't know. Pull over. What? Pull over. No, dumb it's dumb. a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. What? Dumb and dumber? Dumb and dumber. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, but I didn't get it out in so time. Uh, can you... Oh, have you ever just agreed with your friend's parents like the trio do to Seamus' mom when she <laughs> asks if they're cheering for Ireland? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Been in way yeah. too many of those. What would you want your magical tent to look like on the inside? Oh, man. Just cozy. My bed. I would want it to look super cozy. Yeah, cozy. Lots of We're all pillows. About comfort mm-hmm. and food. Mm-hmm. Pillows and blankets and warm things and cats. Um, <laughs> a more general question. Which plot point would you like to question Joe about the reasoning behind? Like, for example, why did she decide to kill X or Y character? I want to know about Fred. Yeah, I don't it really was understand. Him or Arthur? No, it was Remus or Arthur. Yep. No, I thought she was going to kill Arthur nope. or Fred. Nope, it, it was, was Remus, Remus or, or Arthur. Arthur because she wanted to kill a father figure, but she wasn't sure if it was going to be Remus, um, and then like wipe out both parents or Arthur. Well, Joey picked the wrong one. Sorry. Agreed. <gasps> I agree. Because then at least <sighs> both of them would have a parent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Harry would still have someone tied to his parents, you know? Yeah. Oh, and here's this man who just found happiness. Let's kill him. No big deal. Whatever. I mean, his happiness would still be gone because his wife is dead. I just can't but he has, yeah, but at least he has Teddy. So no, I mean, I agree. Yeah. No yeah, I emotion attached. I mean, I'd be very sad if Arthur was killed, would but you, I Megan, would be. You green person. Arthur. I would be, but I think I think it's sadder. It's sad. I think the situation is sadder. Killing Remus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would definitely question her about that. And I would question her about. uh, I think I would. I think I'd question her about um, Hedwig's death. I mean, like, I get the reasoning behind it, but also I think that it's unnecessary. I think it's necessary. If you transfigure a bird into a cup (laughs) and then you break the cup, does the the bird bird die? Dead? Yeah. Dear Joe. My question would be, if you have a magical tent, but it's upside down and you haven't <laughs> put it up yet, are you going to walk into it and are you going to be on its ceiling? Yes. I like that. No. Yes. The answer is yes. <gasps> oh, I like this. Fan story. Sorry. I just read the first line. Oh. Do we want to go to the fan story? I'm down. Sure. <clears throat> All right. So fan story. And it's funny that I picked this one. Because I know. talk so That's much about I it. I didn't even mean to do that. So this is from Denise Miranda. She says, hello, girls. My name is Denise. I'm 24 years old, and I live in Brazil. Hey, Brazil. My Hogwarts house is Gryffindor. My yeah. O- my Elfin Morning house is Thunderbird. Woo-woo. My Patronus is a hedgehog. Oh my God. And my wand is made of ebony wood and a dragon heartstring core. Nice. How do you say hello in Portuguese? Hola. 
No, that's know. Spanish. Google I'm not sure. It. Yeah, Google it. Well, not yet because I'm reading this. <laughs> My story with the Potter series is what I call a strange experience. I've always known that the movies existed, but I wasn't aware of the books until I was a teenager and I couldn't understand what was happening in Harry's life. The only movie I could see in theaters was Prisoner of Azkaban. That's okay. Good one. Vinny says, hola. Oh, okay. It's the same. What's O-L-A? Ole? Hola. That's it. Olaf. You want to listen to it? Olaf. 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 That's how Google says it. Thank you, Google. My childhood was happy, but I went through bad experiences. At one point, for example, my family didn't have much money to buy food, and you can imagine that buying books wasn't our main goal, so I grew up away from literature. Years later, I finished watching all the movies on TV and on the internet. I still remember how sad I was when Deathly Hallows was over. I felt like I would miss Hogwarts forever, even though I didn't consider myself part of the fandom yet. The worst part is that I only found out who J.K. Rowling was when I was 19. A colleague from college mentioned her name, and I told her I didn't know who she was talking about. I feel miserable when I remember that. One year later, I decided it was time to read all the seven books, and I instantly fell for the stories and couldn't put the books down. I read one after another until I finished all the series. Nowadays, I consider myself a huge Potter fan, and J.K. is one of one of my inspirations in life. I even made my sister watch all the movies. She isn't into books, so I couldn't convince her to read anything. I found your podcast last year, and I feel proud to see four beautiful and talented women creating such incredible content about JK's world. Thank you a lot for all the things you do. Keep up with the wonderful work, and don't let the muggles get you down. Mm. Cheers, Denise. P.S. English isn't my mother tongue, so I'm sorry if I made mistakes while writing. You didn't you, at you all. You didn't. I love so that. You're awesome. apologize. I like that you I said don't. it's not my mother tongue. Yeah, I really like that. Me too. I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but I think thank you is obrigado. Ooh. So thank you. Obrigado. Yeah. If thank that's you. right, what she said. And I know it's like thank- obrigado or obrigado. Obrigado. Vinny's got me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Disney World because that's how I learned that. Because there are a lot of Brazilians that come to Disney World. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Cool. A lot, a lot, a lot. All right. But thank you so I much, that Denise. Story. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for the compliments. That was very sweet. Don't feel miserable about that no, rolling thing anymore. Yeah. Leave it in the path. Yeah, fine. I do want to say, again, as we've, uh, we've um, impressed before, we don't mind. We don't care when you came into the Potter series. Mm-hmm. We don't care if you're just a movie buff, if you're just a book person. Yep. If you're neither and you still appreciate <laughs> it. Whatever mm-hmm. level of powder you are, you're welcome here. So yes. we love you all. That deserves oh. a bell. I put right in my ear you're for welcome. some reason. Thank you. All right. Swish and Flick can be found on all of the different social media channels. We're on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube. We are also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. That's where you can gain access to our Discord channel, which is new for 2019. You can join along on all of our episodes via Discord um, as a patron. So check that out. And then you can can listen along and contribute to the lightning bolt questions and even contribute to the conversation while we're recording, which has been a lot of fun the past couple of um, times that we've done it. Also... You can check out our website, which is swishflickcast.com, and it has all of the information on Swish and Flick along with all of our new merchandise and old merchandise and all merchandise. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Tiffany, what's going on in your life? Teaching Alana <laughs> how Not. to be a better human. No, Just there kidding. was a comma there. She's pretty Maudie. perfect. Marty. Marty. Oh, Marty O'Malley. Body. Hot husband. 
Uh, He's a foddy. Foos bear or Fozzie bear. I don't know. I just trying to keep my house clean, man. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yep. Um, I'm on the Twitter. Tiff Swish underscore Flick if you'd like to follow me. Tweet a lot about um, Potter, animals, video games, dinosaurs. Playing your video games. That's about it. What are we up to, Meg? Oh, I wait. I beat po- uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Pokemon oh, Let's Go. Is that what it's We're called? still playing. Yeah. We're almost. Go, We're getting through. I haven't got Mewtwo Can we watch? Can we play it tonight? Sure. Yes. Can we watch it? Um, we have our other podcast for all of our Disney fans called Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. Grown Up Children. Grown Up Children. <laughs> Children. Um, it's really fun. And on our Patreon for Grown Up Kids, we're doing like sequels and stuff. So like Bambi 2 and 101 Dalmatians 2. And Winnie the Pooh. Winnie Springtime the Pooh. with Rue. All those kinds of like fun direct-to-video movies. Cool. Cool, and, man. I didn't yeah. know there was 100 Dalmatians. Yeah, um, it's called Scamp's London Adventure. Who is Scamp? Their son. It's their, yeah, Lady mm-hmm. and Tramp's little son who looks just Isn't like... Isn't scamp a form of a shrimp? That's I don't know. Scampy? scampy? Shrimp scampy is probably one <laughs> 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 You can also check Episode out... Episode <laughs> title, Shrimp Scampy. <laughs> you can also check out our Etsy channel, Akio Designs. Um, my mom's scarves and blankets are on there if anybody's interested. They are the correct Ravenclaw colors, which is fun. Yes. Um, and then also we have like posters and stuff that pertain to the wizarding world. And if you want to check out um, our UK trip, we're still doing vlogs on that. New one on coming out this weekend. Main Street 9 and 3 quarters YouTube channel. So go check us out. Uh, Sarah? I do nothing with my life. I'm just trying to survive day to day. Preach. That's about it. Podcast. Yeah, podcast, and I work, and I'm traveling. She has a podcast called um, Swish and Flick. What's that? It's about Harry Potter. (laughs) It's an all-Potter podcast. (laughs) Four women get together and talk stuff about Potter. True. How he's a nutcase, and his friends Ron and Hermione. They have fun adventures. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Trying to save the Wizarding World from Lord Lord Voldemort. Lord V. All right. Is that all? (laughs) (laughs) Awkward pause. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Just my voice. (laughs) You're You're welcome. (laughs) You're just my favorite person. I better be. A one. A one. Doesn't want none of your banana. <laughs> we gonna do this all night. Yeah. Yep. I'm high off of coffee. I apologize. Here I go. How fast is a dolphin swim? I don't know. Twelve miles an hour. Wrong. Twenty miles an hour. You idiot. <laughs> oh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> How many Danny DeVitos would it take to make a mile? You work out, bro. Not today, bro. Do you even love Yosa?